So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. It is that end of the year, and what we're doing today um, is doing nothing better. Yeah, what we're doing this whole month is nothing more than just a bunch of end of the year planning things and getting ready for next year, because if you're living in reality, the next two weeks should be pretty slow, unless you're some kind of pagan or atheist and you don't celebrate Christmas. So <laughs> if you are celebrating Christmas, what you're going to have is a lot of downtime, and um, thinking about what you're going to actually implement this year. And I know from my own personal experience, every single year in December, it's one of my favorite times because not only do I recharge, I try to take a little bit of a break, but I also start implementing what the hell we're doing for next year. So for example, guys, I am implementing, uh, how am I going to create eight videos a month next year? How am I going to implement this system? We're implementing new products and services with real estate marketing, dude, including creating short form content. All of these little things are things that you have to do because I was very poor at working on my business over the last three months. And there's a major difference between working in the business and being ran by it than working on it, setting up systems and basically allowing you to grow. It's You'll never grow your business if you don't work on it and just work in it. Um, it's just a hamster wheel that's just never ending thing. So what I want to do is bring on a friend of mine. He's been on the show before. Um, this guy's a fucking killer. He's ranks on the Inc. 500 and how he does it is all virtual. Literally, like this guy has an office. He's in his office right now, but he doesn't need an office. He could do this from his in his underwear from the comfort of his damn living room. And this guy just has a system for everything. He's a master at lead generation. And that's what we're going to talk about today is uh, how he can do this from the comfort of his home and do it nationally, too. That's the most amazing thing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Mr. Kevin Markarian. What's up, dude? Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Congratulations on all of your success. It's just great to see you progress and grow. And I'm just honored to be on this uh, this time with you, to spend this time with you, and to get to connect with your wonderful audience. So thank well, Kev you. Kevin, why don't you tell everyone who the hell you are, Yeah, where so you're from, what you do, and then we'll get into this. Okay. Uh, Kevin Markarian, and um, I'm in California. Um, I originally lived in Modesto, California, a small town, a little ag town, um, did, did incredibly well at, an, at a young age. I started in real estate around 21 and uh, worked for a big developer, national builder. And, and after a short period of time, um, they had thousands of agents. I became the number one agent in the country for them. And, and then shortly after that, uh, I was living this little high life, you know, great lifestyles, driving like a convertible Porsche and just heads as big as this heads a fucking size of a yeah. giant balloon yeah. thinking your shit don't stink. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 23 <laughs> years old, you know, and then, yep. and then thinking it was, you know, this is all uh, butterflies and, and rainbows or whatever. And then the market crashed. The central Valley of California was really kind of the epicenter of the foreclosure crisis in the United States. And so I had to make a decision fast. Am I going to continue to beat this, beat this, uh, this path here and go down this path selling sixty thousand dollar homes and just you know dilapidated properties and not not really enjoying what i was doing or should i should i go somewhere else and, and try to expand and then try to do something bigger 
And fortunately for me at the time, um, you know, being that I was not far from San Francisco, one of the most elite uh, cities in the world, um, I had, I took a chance and uh, literally just kind of closed up, left Modesto and moved to SF. And that was a really big, big uh, move for me. And, um, and uh, yeah. Did you have a database or did you know anyone in SF when you made this move or were you, and were you still like what, 24, 25 years old? Yeah, I didn't know anyone. No, I didn't, but I knew that I could count on my, my skills and my prospecting ability and just, you know, it's just, it works anywhere. It's, it's, it's like you said, you know, I like to really build out systems and everything. And, and if it can be done somewhere, then it can be done somewhere else. And so that's how I, how I really looked at it. And I know I didn't know anybody, but, um, but I knew that I can connect with people. And so that's what I really counted on. And then I also, at that time, uh, companies like Zillow and Realtor.com and Lead Gen was sort of uh, on its way, becoming more of a, just really started coming out at that time. And so uh, I took advantage of that. And that's really how I was able to level the playing field because shortly after moving to San Francisco, I became a top producer and started building a team and everything and just was very, very successful in a short period of time. And it wasn't so much of like, personal skills and everything. It was just more about uh, taking advantage of resources and not being afraid to spend dollars. And it's easy for us in, in our industry, especially being commissioned salespeople to um, want to hold everything and not, not want to spend it because you don't know when our next checks come in and everything. But, um, but if you have the systems in place where you can make more predictable income, then you can take a little bit more risk. It's not as scary. And that's really what, what, I, what I was able to do. Uh, let me ask you a question uh, sorry so kevin started buying leads right yeah. you're doing like the realtor.com one and it doesn't matter like i think where you source your business from the difference is whether or not you can fucking close it leads are nothing more than conversations that you're having with other people and when we're marketing our database all i'm doing is i'm having conversations with them might not necessarily be about real estate but when you're buying leads zillow you're having conversations about real estate either way you're still having conversations and the key to having conversations is to get people to know, like, trust and love you. First and foremost, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what is your secret weapon? Why can't Kevin Markarian convert leads, but I can't find an agent within a 500-mile radius that can have a conversation with a complete stranger and get them in the car the next fucking day? I think, you know, I think it just, uh, sometimes we overthink things. You know, we have to do things a certain way, a certain script. Somebody told us we have to do it this or that. It's just... I think where I, I kind of, uh, where I think I, I have a little bit of a difference, people do this too, not saying I'm the only one, but just, just be yourself, you know, just yeah. be yourself when you be your, when you, when you just feel be, you know, you and just be comfortable with yourself and just treat and talk to people normally. It doesn't have to be like a, you know, certain way you need to talk or whatever. Just be yeah. normal, be normal, be yourself, be comfortable. And then you're going to start to attract people. And, um, and that's really what it is. Uh, that, that's the difference. That's why I'm able to, to, to do that and understanding other people. That's it. Here's what we're talking about, guys. If you're following up with people, do you have commission breath? And yes, I can smell that through the phone. Yeah. And yeah. it's so obvious. Like you, you know when people have commission breath. You could feel their tonality. And you could just feel them be like, oh, my God. Like I could, I could tell when I have someone on the phone, whether that cold calls me. And I could tell whether they have commission breath or not just by asking different pointed questions, right? Yeah. And you know, uh, a lot of people have commission breath. <laughs> and sometimes though, sometimes we have that because we're in a position where we, we, don't, have, we, don't, have, we don't have transactions. We're desperate, right? Yes. So what, what we have to really understand to do is to avoid those desperate situations because then 
then you're it's like then i can just be be comfortable you be myself we get the commission breath i guess is more it's either you're doing it and you're doing it wrong or you're doing it because you don't have other income and you're just you're desperate so how do yeah. you avoid those desperate situations that's the question so yeah. that you, you don't have to come across as that sort of like uh pushy salesperson you bring up a good point um because i agree like i had to start this company on a I boot I bootstrapped this company for three yeah. years before we yeah. got out. We didn't have money for freaking lead generation. We didn't have money to go out and run on ads. I mean, we had to do everything from the ground up. How we did it was creating consistent content. And you either have money or you don't. If you have the the resources, then you can leverage your time. If you don't have the resources, you got to put in some time. Exactly. Um, is 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 how it works. So how do you approach that? Because I think that's a good conversation to have is that people are always like, well, if I spend this, I have to get this back. And then how do you overcome and start approaching ROI on specific marketing mm -hmm. activities? I think it's, you know, if you're, if you have the, the luxury of being in a market where people know you, it's really simple. Just go through the list of people that you know, and just Correct. start having conversations. Right. And that's, that's, it's very simple. And then um, from there, if, like for me, I didn't have that luxury. So I had to basically spend the dollars, but there are ways that you can, you can connect with people without spending money. And like you said, it's just spending time. For example, one is through using sell scores. That's one way that you can do it today. And that is through just using the MLS to find out who's most likely to sell because they put a score on every single person now through the tax record and then going through and skip tracing that data and then making out, making those calls yourself, or that just takes a little bit of time. But there's that's pretty much free, right? You can use free resources to get contact information. And so that's that's the way to do it is just to try to have as many conversations as possible with the most amount of people about real estate. And and I and I use a system that uh it's funny because I, I got this thing out of a book a long time ago, this tiny little book. And um and then now I kind of hear people saying it, which is cool, you know. But I brought I kind of started talking about it, which is the four point system. The four point system that I use, and that's uh, every day. My goal is to get four points. I got this out of a book called uh, "How to Be a Rainmaker" by Jeffrey Fox. Super tiny little book, and he says if you want a salesperson that always wants to stay busy, should try to to try to reach four points a day. So if I can reach four points a day, I'm always going to be busy. One way to do that, or how to do that, how's here's how the ranking works: is one point is for an is for a a, a good positive conversation about real estate. Two points is when I set an appointment. Three points is if I get a signed contract. So signed buyer contract, listing agreement, buyer representation, whatever. If you get a signed contract, that's three points. And four points is, in, is if you get paid. So if I, if I can get four points a day, I'm always going to be busy. So that's one thing that I, I was able to do um, when I moved to SF was I just, my goal was to get to four points a day. That was it. And I know that I could get, if I got four points a day, I'm going to be, I'll be busy. I'll be successful. And tomorrow I have somebody to talk to. And so I think that's, you know, cause we get, it's easy to get caught up in the monotony and, and, yeah. and you know, you get bored and so on. You got to have some, that's why people talk about having your why and so on. But, um, but this is just a way to kind of game it and, uh, and stay and stay focused. And, uh, All right. so let's, let's put this into context. What we're talking about is you have to have more conversations, whether you have a built-in network or not, you either have a database or you don't, and you either can buy conversations, you go out and have them. Have you guys ever realized some of the, uh, top producing agents aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. They're the most popular. Um, they have more friends than you do. They're more marketable, more people, they have more conversations than you do 
on average, it doesn't mean they're smarter than you. doesn't mean they're better than you, which is exact. You know, there, there's two ways that you really stand out in the business. You either a nurture the relationships you have, or B you offer something no one else has. Uh, there's a reason why Redfin goes into a market and starts transacting immediately is because they have a unique selling proposition. Unfortunately, the vast majority of real estate agents don't have a unique selling proposition. You guys are all selling the exact same shit. And um, when you're having these conversations, it's how you make people feel that really makes you stand out, which is all your personal brand at the end of the day. So what does that mean? Well, um, figure out a way to have conversations. Um, regardless of how you're doing, you're either going to buy them or you're going to manufacture them. By putting yourself in the center of that conversation, there's a reason that I've seen, we've had some people on the show that would start up a brand new business um, in a market they don't know anyone in. And in every single circumstance that they do, it's because they're super outgoing and social and they put themselves at that table. Um, I've seen people do that with business owner interviews in a small local market. I've seen people do that in foundational give back programs where they didn't know anyone in the foundation, but today they are now sitting on the board of the foundation because they raised in so much money for them over the last 12 months. But in every case that I see somebody run an attraction-based business, it's because they put themselves in that situation. It didn't happen on accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and the thing about that too, is that there's plenty of information out there that we can get access to on how to do things. And how to find like people that are watching and listening to this. It's like, you know, they're, they've, it's, there's the, the, the information is available. So it reminds me of this story. If it's all right, I can tell this, this story about uh, when I was growing up, I had a coach, a wrestling coach. And um, he'd always ask us, uh, what's the difference between an amateur and a professional? What's the difference between an amateur and a professional? And then, you know, sit there looking at all these stereo, stereo kids, you know, like nobody has the answer. Uh, and then he would say the difference is consistency, right? Yeah. So between amateur and professional. So like, uh, if I go bowling, I can bowl a strike maybe once out of 10, two, three times out of 10, a pro is going to bowl 10 out of 10. Right. And, and the baseball pitcher is going to pitch strike every, almost every time. Right. So the same, same thing with what we're talking about is like, we can get excited, listen to a conversation with you about what to do. And then the next day we're amped and we go do it. But then what do we do the next day? The day after and so on and so on so that's really kind of the difference right is though those individuals that you're talking about that are putting themselves in those positions they're doing it all the time it's yeah. not just that one time right you listen it's to who people. they are it's who they are naturally like they're born with it it's very hard to create that in somebody either have it or you don't and that the faster you figure out whether you do or not is the faster you figure out which model is going to work for you or which type right. of ways you're going to have more conversations that's the key, right? Is like figuring. So you don't have to be that guy. Like I'm not always the most outroverted, outroverted person, but understanding where you kind of fit in, then you can build a model around your strengths. And that way you can leverage other people or other systems or tools to do the things that you necessarily, like you're not enjoying as much. Right. So, so I think that's, that's the key. And, and, um, and that's where kind of teamwork comes in and partnerships and so on and so forth. But, but, um, and, and that's also where leveraging technology comes in and, and that way staying top of mind through digital platforms and, and so on. If, if, if uh, you know, maybe just, it's really just about, like you said, is defining and understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are, what, what you're good at, and then being able to work around that. And I think that's, that's really important. And so I guess the question for you is, uh, I have for you is what, what's a, what are some ways to do that? Like how can people determine? Sorry, Rose, go. Huh? 
Um, I mean, it's really comes down if you're the type of person that goes to your uh, kid's school event and you sit in the corner and just talk to the people you know, well, you're probably not the person that's going to go out there and put yourself in the center of attention. You know, if you're the type of person that knows everyone on your block and says hi to everyone in the restaurant, you walk in like that's perfect for you. In the event, you're not, say, the odd person that's going to do it. Maybe you don't have the time. Maybe you're like me and you have like 10 kids and you're picking up three different <laughs> picking up three different things. I don't have time to go out and meet people, nor do I have the energy. Um, and I'm about to do this here in San Diego and start a real estate team. And I'm starting from scratch. All my friends here are in real estate. So it's not like I'm going to have a referral-based business. But I can tell you guys how I'm going to do it. I know how Kevin does it. And let's, let's actually do this as a case study. This would be good for a show. So what I'm going to do here in San Diego is I'm going to create, uh, I created a website called Your Real Estate Dudes, and we're going to create lots of conversations through a shitload of video content creation. And what we're going to do is we're going to have every dude on the team is going to be creating two to four videos a month. And that's how I'm going to get them in front of the right people to have those conversations with, because we have to create content in order to do so. Content creates engagement. Engagement creates conversation. Conversation creates trust. Trust gets you fucking paid. That's the formula. It's very, very simple. But I'm also going to be doing lead generation too. Now, totally different strategy because when you look at your business, you got to look at the assets you have. The assets are nothing more than the amount of people you'd invite to your wedding or funeral if you had an unlimited budget for both. Now, in my case, I don't have any assets, but the agents I bring on my team do. Each and every one of them have to be from the area. Each and every one of them have to have X amount of Facebook friends, an email list, and X amount of social media reach. Because I know that all I need to do is infiltrate those people to have conversations. Now, that is one aspect of lead generation, more based on attraction, referral generation from people's existing audiences. The other system I'm going to run is probably something you know how to do way better than me, and I'm going to trip and fall forward and call you up for advice along the way. And uh, what that's going to be is I'm going to buy a list. I'm going to get data of people who are most likely to sell. I'm going to do this through our friends over at GeoPoint Data, uh, Dustin Nefratis. And these are going to be people that are facing financial constraints, death, probate, divorce, relocation, significant amount of uh, credit impact, significant amount of debt on their score. I'm looking for people that own properties that are more than likely to sell. And then I'm going to take that data and I'm going to fucking pour out all over them. I'm going to hit them on email. I'm going to hit them on text. I'm going to hit them on social. And I am going to be everywhere all the time. And that is lead generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But I have to start. I, I don't want to just, I'm not going to go buy it. Here's where people screw up in lead gen is they go out and they do, hey, let's go do every door direct mail. So let's start talking and having conversations with people that have no interest or intention of moving. That is what I call a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, tell me how you do it. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's great. Um, I think right now, especially in this market, um, it's, it's very, I don't want to say easy, but it's, uh, there's a lot of sellers that, that, uh, are interested in selling, right? I mean, there's uh, Fannie Mae came out with the, the article a couple months ago talking about <clears throat> the first time in 25 years, sellers think it's the very best time to sell in the last 25 years. And buyers think it's the worst time to buy in the last 25 years. So who would you rather work with? Who's most likely to work with you? So absolutely, um, you know, that's, that's one of our strategies as well is uh, just uh, now that we have this access to data that can tell you if people are likely to transact like I mentioned earlier through uh, the sell score thing, but like you mentioned, GeoPoint, that's another option, is, is finding those individuals who are likely to transact and start creating relationships. 
Um, and with what your strategy, I, I, what I really like about it, Mike, is um, is that it doesn't take me to go out to a parent-teacher conference or whatever and sit down and talk to 15, 15 parents, right? It's 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 a leveraged approach, and so that you're kind of throwing out that 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 um, casting the line and seeing who who would be interested, and you're targeting individuals that are based on digital information and data are likely yeah. to transact, right? So that yep. you're being efficient and, and being smart with your with your dollars that you're spending. One area that I think what, what we do on that is um we have uh we have a call center. We have individuals that are that are incentivized to create the create appointments for agents on our team. Um and so we take a list like that and uh and like we do everything that you just said, and then we're also reaching out to them to to try to set appointments or try to have conversations. Um, another area that I think is uh, really helpful with this type of marketing is to use leverage iBuyer. People talk about iBuyer being an enemy, right? To me, I think uh, iBuyer is more of a, uh, as a, as a strategic partner. Because 100%. We can leverage them to get our foot in the door. Whether or not those individuals, uh, the agents decide or the sellers decide to use that uh, iBuyer as an option to sell their home is irrelevant to me. What I want to do is, is I want to provide those solutions. And I feel more and more today as real estate agents and professionals, we're not no longer the gatekeepers of, of information. What we need to really be is uh, solution providers, option mm -hmm. providers, provide individuals with those with the amount, enough, all the options so they don't have to go elsewhere. Here's, here's all I, I've been saying this for fucking five years. You're, you don't sell real estate. You solve fucking people's problems that have issues with the real estate. It's very simple. Um, I forget uh, when I started learning content marketing, um, it's like when real estate marketing dude came up, I was in uh, this conference, content marketing conference in Denver, I remember. And um, I don't know what stuck out to me during that day, but they said, hey, you know, that this is when content creation, I got addicted to it. I was just like, dude, it's great. I'm just going to create content on people's fucking problems and have the solution for it. You know, it's very simple. Like that makes sense. Like think about when you're, when you're shopping yourself and um, you're like, I don't know, let's just say I need uh, flowers for my wife because it's Valentine's Day. I'm sorry, but I have no interest in going to page two of Google. Like right. the first flower shop I see is fine with me. The first one that solves that problem I'm going to use. Right. Now, I want to take that same concept and apply that to real estate because 88% of people close with the first person they meet with, period. No one wants to go out and shop a bunch of different real estate agents, but you do have to offer a solution that's relevant to today's market. And what Kevin's talking about with the iBars is 100% right on the money. This is why we built Listing Advocate is that we're taking all of those iBuyer offers and we're out, um, I wouldn't say performing, but we're out servicing our competition because people want solutions and the market is changed. And when we're doing something different than nobody else is by offering many different types of solutions to their problems, who cares which bucket they find in? So people with the iBuyers, 95% of people will still go with regular listing agreement, but 100% of them wanna see all their options. So if you're just selling, Hey, I got a listing agreement. I'm doing a video on this today. What's the difference between you and every other agent? And most agents can't answer that. Yeah. I ask them every time, what would you do? Why should I hire you over anyone else? You know what, they, what do you think the answer to the question is? Well, we're going to provide the most options, the most solutions. We're going to get, depending on what their needs are. Well, what, what the agents say. What do you think most agents well, answer to that question uh, is? What do you do differently yeah, than harder. everybody else? They're going to work harder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have your best interests in mind. Well, no shit, Sherlock. You have a fiduciary duty to do that. Right. Right. Um, but they don't have the, you don't like, that's the craziness of the, of, of the business uh, right now. Is well, that what's the answer? The answer is re 
the answer is right in front of you. I have an easy answer. It's called listingadvocate.com. But um, dude, you could just copy our concept and do it yourself. There's nothing crazy about what we're doing with it. We're just creating a mega offering that'll outcompete every iBuyer and every other agent in the marketing. Mm-hmm. Think about it from, um, um, think about it from the sense, you guys, is like, you got a couple different restaurants to go to, right? And Kevin and I, I'm in Orange County with Kevin and we're hungry, it's lunch. And if it's lunchtime and me and Kevin want to go eat because I'm Mexican, I'm automatically going to default to go and eat tacos. But because we're in the middle of a business meeting, we might go and eat tacos for 10 minutes at a taco stand. That'll fill our bellies and that'll check the box. But once 5 p.m. comes along, Kevin and I don't just want to eat. We want to eat and have an experience. We want to eat and go have a couple margaritas. We want to drink a little bit. So we're going to go to this fancy um, taco restaurant in Orange County by Kevin's house. And um, when we get there, it's going to cost me five times as much. What's the difference? The experience I'm seeking. Right. Both, both serve, both fill my belly, both accomplish the immediate goal, but I'm looking for something specific. So, so uh, how can you create the experience? Keep going. Sorry. No, that, how do you, that every real estate agent listening right now, what is your experience level? What makes you different? Because having the conversations have to battle, you still got to close it. Right. So a lot of the stuff we're talking about is twofold, guys. Like having the conversation comes in one aspect, but then what makes you the right answer to their problem? Mm-hmm. Why do you have the right solution? I think what you're talking about also, and I don't want to. I don't want to be like super abstract because I do want to. And I'm a child, I don't know how much time we have left, but I want to get into some specific, specific things that people can really take away and use. But um, one of the things, like you know, it kind of. Before COVID, I was speaking all over the country, going to different events and going on stage and stuff like that and doing podcasts and everything. Um, and uh, people would ask, ask me all the time, like, why do you share all your secrets and everything? And uh, first of all, I like to do that. It's fine because I, I feel like it's more of a reciprocal thing. But yeah. also, here's an important factor to keep in mind. Like we talk about all the time, most, most people don't implement anything, right? <laughs> exactly nobody, right no, nobody implements anything but then let's say that let's say people implement but then it's a matter of how you're going to execute so a matter of first of all you're going to implement nobody does that anyway so already a small percentage of your competition is going to implement and then second beyond that who's going to execute better so mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you're into football you know real estate marketing dudes i think there's maybe a lot of dudes on here that are football maybe football fans okay sure. so it's like when the nfl teams are going to heads up and the, and, the, and the offense runs the ball and the defense knows the play. They know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to, they ran the same play four times in a row. They keep running it and why are they running it? And how are they successful? How are they successful is because they can execute better than the other team. And they, they don't, it doesn't matter if you know what I do. So then the answer is they ask me, how, how come, how come I share? Because I don't care because you're not going to execute better than me. And, yep. and I felt confident in that. And there was something that, I forgot who said this. Maybe I don't remember who, but he said, uh, never underestimate the mediocrity of the competition. <laughs> That's great. So it's <laughs> there's just so much opportunity and uh, it's just something to be very excited about. And and so just putting in a couple of things like, you know, the listing advocate or the website that you're talking about that you was the name that you just said. You're listing, ad, listing advocate. The listing advocate.com. I mean, how many people are using that? I mean, it's like, I'm sure you have a lot of sales and everything, but like are the top or is every, are your competitors using it? Nope. Right. So it's like taking small things and then just implementing them into your business. And then now you just perfect and execute and just focus and do it over and over and over again. 
And I'd rather be the master of one thing than be, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, and that's where we come back into leads and how we manage our lead flow and, and systems and everything. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's a science, it's a process. It's just, it's easy. Anybody can do it. Um, yeah, because you have a, Kevin has a follow-up for everything. If someone opts into one of Kevin's forms, like, I don't know how many Zapier connections you have, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess you could probably build a house with all of them. We, um, yeah, we stopped using Zapier a lot. Because, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have our own internal stuff. So yeah. so you, had to, you had to build your own. Um, but yeah, if you're going to get in the lead gen, you got to have all those different systems set up. And you're right. The same reason that I'll give away all of my video scripts to my competition. I'll give away all my video scripts. I'll give them the viral marketing right now. Frank, take them all. You're not going to execute, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's same thing with real estate agents. I'll be like, here's exactly how you shoot the video. But I know for a fact that they're never going to learn how to edit. That's why a service like us has, but it is about leading forward. So we'll create all of our content. We give it away. We're not going to hold anything back. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's, it's part of that though, too, is it's okay to hire out, right? It's fine. Like, like part of execution is, is having the right team. Yep. So that's why it's like one of the factors too, is like, I'll hire you to edit for me. I'll hire the marketing dude to edit for me. Cause I don't know how to edit. Right. So it's like coming back to one of the early th things in our conversation was, you know, is don't be in a position where you can't spend money. Don't be True. too cheap. So that way we can create a predictable income so that you can spend the dollars. But one thing I want to share with everyone, um, I'll try to give away like a, a simple strategy. I don't know if it's how simple it'll be, but first of all, one of the things that we do, we're, we're, we're creating about maybe a hundred, between 60 and a hundred hand raisers per hour with our team. And Damn. the way we do that is uh, we use real scout and then we just integrate real scout with follow-up boss. So Andrew, if you're from, from real scout, if you're watching this, you need to set up that integration, buddy. So we don't have to do it so much. On Come on, Andrew. What the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Forever. But we get about 60 to 100 per hour. The way I do it is I take my follow-up boss CRM, and every lead that comes in gets entered into Real Scout. Just have Real Scout by itself alone. I don't have any ownership in Real Scout. I probably should be already gifted by now, like 10%. Andrew, hear that one too. Look him uh, up, Andrew. And uh, so take your leads, put, put them into real scout or something like it, where you can then start dripping, sending content that's relevant. And then where you can track the engagement, but more importantly, where your, your clients can, uh, can message you to let you know when they're interested. And, uh, and so what we've done that's unique is taking the, the, the activity and the engagement that's happening inside of real scout and then transitioning that through an integration that we've created on our own because it was way too expensive to use Zapier, imagine 60 to 100 an hour, how much that's gonna cost. Like sure. So we had to do our own, but now all those all those uh, activities that are happening in Real Scout are getting sent over to follow a boss for my team, who is now seeing all those activities, all that engagement in our, in our call center and everybody is, is, is calling and it's just working out so well. So if anybody's interested in learning how to do that, reach out to me uh, because I'll show you guys how to do it. And that's kind of something that we're offering right now. Um, as a consulting thing. So if anyone wants to do that for their team or their business, you hook up, but you're doing it through like the, the thing too, that just so everybody understands is you're, you're reaching out through multiple mediums, oh, yeah. multiple attempts. Yeah, like there isn't like, if you're doing lead gen, do you agree? Like there's no such thing in lead gen world anymore where there's just one 
channel you're using, right? Like you can't just use email anymore and then expect it to work. Like you might get a deal here and there, but like, you're never going to scale. Well, like you said, it needs to be everywhere all the time. Yeah. So, right. It's just a, it's, it's a matter of like building trust and so on. So like people see you, they're going to, it's a matter of building that trust. So the more that you're seen, the more visible you are, the more relevant content that you're providing, the more, the more trusted that you'll be. And the more likely that people are going to reach out to you, because like you said, when you're when you're going on um, looking for that uh, flower shop, right? You're 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 gonna click on that first one that reaches that 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 solves your problem. So if I can be in that position, maybe I'm not gonna be the first page of Google, but I'm gonna be on your videos. I'm gonna be on Facebook. I'm gonna be on TikTok. Yeah. I'm gonna be everywhere so that when the time, I just I don't have to go far to 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 find the answer. So the, be that person, and I know you're like a master of that. And, uh, and then we do that as a, at a high level as well. And we're just, you know, constantly sharing that data. And it's also important to share it with people that are most likely going to transact. So we don't want to waste our dollars and our time with people that have no interest whatsoever. So one of the things that we do, like you said, you take that data, uh, the cell score or the uh, geo, geo point where you can show that shows you who's interested, but then now you're sending them content and now they're engaging with your content. That's information that we need to be tracking too. And yeah. then we're thinking and going deeper with that. It's all basic stuff to you, man. You, you, you know this, but people that are listening, if you don't know it, uh, learn from Mike because there's nobody out there that's really better that understands. How to, do, you, do you believe that everyone needs to be creating content today? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because of that. And then because of that, like you got, you can't, like if you have your sales messages going out, you have that, you have multiple things going on. Like I have a pitch video that goes out to people who are listening to this podcast right now. Like if you guys click on my website, go ahead, click on my website. I dare you click on my fucking website right now. Click on it. Click on it. If you click on my website, I'm going to be all over Google, YouTube, Facebook, IG, and I'm about to do it on TikTok um, because I know that even in our world, like the more I am everywhere, the more demos we get and the more times we sell our video services. But when I turned off those demos, there's been a couple of times this year where my schedule is booked out two weeks and I turned off my ads. Big mistake. Don't ever do that, please. Um, and then I went through a peak and valley in our demos because of it. So it's crazy on how important it's become and necessary. That's a learning experience, man. Right. If you didn't do that, you wouldn't have known for sure. Like you would have guessed it would have been a hypothetical, right? And and everything's hypothetical. I'm always wrong the very first time. I'm not smart. I'm not by any means like some kind of smart dude. I'm just not scared to test things out and see what works and then amplify them. And that's, that comes back to because you're consistent, because you're, you have systems in place, you can, you can take those types of financial risks um, and, um, and not be afraid. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it just, um, I mean, I can, I can sit here and talk forever, man. I I really appreciate it. I think you got it wrapped up. I think people are going to be interested possibly in your consulting thing. Why don't you go ahead and um, unless you have anything else to add, let's go ahead and get this one wrapped and um tell people where they can message you but uh i think yeah. it, closing thoughts guys you got to have more conversations and to do that you got to be in multiple places and you got to be everywhere all the time and you got to have those conversations in front of the right people um, the right yeah. people are either uh, a cold list of people who are more than likely to buy or sell or those people are the people you already know like and trust you yes and like i said right now we're generating between 60 to 100 new active people that want to engage, that want to talk, that are hand raisers per hour, 60 to 100 an hour. Damn. 
That's uh, insane. How much of a, can I ask, how much of a budget does that cost? Okay. So my budget, <laughs> I, I got to know this. Probably doing, I mean, like probably close to six figures a month at one time, close to with everything. Okay. But now it's a lot lower. It's, it's because I got smarter. Number one, number two, also we built such a huge database over those, over those years. Right. And then three is who, okay. Here's my philosophy on leads and we have a short time. I know, but who are the, who are leads people? Okay. And where do those people live in your community, in your, your neighbors, your people, right? So what are, when you're paying for leads, what you're simply, what you're doing is you're speeding up the process from having to basically find a needle in a haystack and you're paying someone to find that needle for you so that they're right. So they're saying, okay, this is a person out of this community. This person is interested. Mm -hmm. But what if I had the whole access to the whole community? If I had access to everybody in the community, what, what would you do? Just a second. If you're paying attention, if you had everybody, if you had access to everybody in a city in, 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 in San Diego in your, in your neighborhood, it'd be, it'd be all over them. You'd be all over them. Right. So, so then would you buy a lead? No, if, no, because you I don't can, need to, you don't need to. So that's my point to everybody is you can create your own leads because you know where those people are coming from. They're coming from, let's say your neighborhood, your community, wherever. And so if you can get access, which we have access to that now, if I can get access to everybody in my community and I can get data on those people, which is available, very low cost. And if I can just then figure out a way to get in front of them with content, like I said, with now we're calling, we're setting appointments, we have a cost. So I invest in the call center stuff. So my cost is like stupidly low, man. Like it's, it's so low. I can't, I mean, it's like. It's so know, low. He can't even share the number how low it is. <laughs> so uh, I mean, it's, that's good. Uh, it's more about not so much like we're not paying for the leads. I'm paying for the systems and management of how to manage those uh, contacts from the community that we're targeting. That you could probably sense? sell those leads and turn a pretty, pretty profit oh, yeah. too. <laughs> but you're to giving them to your team members. Yes. And uh, it's, you're running an awesome model doing that, it's, it's keeping them busy. Systems is all yeah. we Can I plug one thing, man? Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so obviously I have a brokerage, Marker Real Estate, and uh, we're basically looking to grow with great people. So that's another uh, goal of mine is to, to try to connect with, with agents. And uh, we're rolling out a rev share plan, rev share model. So if anybody's interested in learning about how to become part of our team or you're receiving leads and we're setting appointments for you with sellers, with buyers, um, that's another thing, you know, I don't want this to be like a pitch fest, but no, I think that's a pretty damn good offer. If you guys are having struggling with business or acquiring business, then you got to surround yourself with someone knows how to acquire it for you until you learn how to do it on your own. And he's offering, um, join his team if you're interested and he'll supply you with leads. <laughs> Simple. It's a pretty fair offer to me. Whether you're an agent or a team, you have a team or a brokerage, whatever. I think we have a solution for everyone. And uh, so that's, that's my, that would be my, my thing. So I just want to say, thanks, Mike, dude. I really respect you, man. And appreciate everything you're doing. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, you know where to find us. If you are thinking about getting on video next year, you don't need more leads. You need more dudes. All you need to do is go to realestatemarketingdude.com, schedule a demo with me. I'll show you how it works. And I will promise you that people will stop forgetting what the hell you do for a living and you'll start running an attraction-based business. That's www.realestatemarketingdude.com realestatemarketingdude.com. Go ahead and connect with us on all of our social sites as well. And keep leaving those reviews and tell people about this show. 
Uh, appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you guys next week and uh, we'll talk to you then. Peace out. Thank you. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.